Hey guys, it's Kenz and welcome back to Small Joys. So, I feel like since the last episode things have gone kind of fucking crazy in the world. Like, not in the world, pretty much just in New Zealand. But like obviously our COVID situation has gotten, it hasn't really gotten like bad, but just a lot of people have had it. Like I think pretty much everyone I know has like isolated or had it and everything somehow my flat like my household hasn't got it at all like i'm on my bed i'm sitting next to a pile of my negative rat tests well rats because the t in rat stands for tests anyway uh yeah i have a bunch of negative tests and i still haven't got covid so props on my immune system i guess and on being triple vaxxed but yeah i feel like things have been kind of crazy recently and what else has happened? Oh yeah, in the last week I've gone back to uni, so that's been really interesting. Being a postgraduate student instead of an undergrad, I feel like you get treated a lot differently at uni, which is quite interesting. It's pretty cool. Um, but it has been a little bit stressful because, you know, it is postgraduate study. It's kind of a higher level of education, I guess, so it is a bit more work and a lot more independent but I am really enjoying that side of things because I love working and I like being independent so it's kind of a perfect combo for me. I honestly I'm really trying to think of what's happened since the last episode. I feel like nothing major has really happened like it's pretty much everyone say COVID so there's been nothing super exciting going on like at least our flat hasn't had it so we've kind of still been doing a lot of fun things together like I think oh yeah our flat well half of our flat we went to like a sit down gig the other night and that was really nice um yeah I feel like life's just been pretty quiet aside from the whole uni thing it is pretty hard because I am doing uni completely from home which is annoying when you live in a house with six people and we're all trying to do work from home and we have really shitty wi-fi but you live, you survive, you make adjustments, you just have to work with it. But anyway, sorry, that was a really, really pointless ramble. I pretty much just said that there's nothing going on right now. But this week, I thought I would talk about the idea of being your own person. I don't know if you guys relate to this, but I feel like at this age, like in your early 20s, late teens sort of thing, that's when you have to figure out who the hell you are. Like... I feel like until maybe, I don't know for people that stay at home like this age, but for me personally, I feel like moving out of home is really when I started to discover myself and the way I like things done and the way that I like to do things, what I like to spend my time doing and when I want things done and all that. So I feel like it's been a really difficult time mentally trying to figure out who you are, but yeah, I thought I'd kind of just talk about that today. Because, yeah, I think being your own person is really important. Not just so without further ado, let's get Sorry. straight no, into I can't it. Do that was so okay. Shit. Who am I? So think about that question and don't worry if it's really overwhelming because that is the point. Well, it's not the point. You don't want it to be overwhelming, but if you're like me and you're just figuring out who you are for the first time, you probably will be at that point. Like, who the hell am I? It's definitely something I'm personally still learning. I'm still discovering who I am, what I like, all that sort of stuff. But it's a process and you probably won't ever stop learning it. But once you can sort of grow into a little bit more, like during this sort of 
I feel like your early 20s and like late teens are really just a time of transformation for a lot of people and being independent for the first time and all that sort of stuff. So it's definitely going to be a learning process. But for me in particular, I feel like I've had to completely relearn who I am. Like when I first moved out of home in the first couple years, well, first year or so out of home, I felt like I had sort of learnt myself. But unfortunately for me, the way I had learnt myself was in the context of my eating disorder. So I'd learnt about what my eating disorder wanted and what my eating disorder liked, what it didn't like, rather than the things that I would like or the things that I would prefer to do. So I feel like having to relearn who you are after or when you're in recovery is a really difficult thing to do. And so if you're going through this and you're struggling with it, don't feel like you're alone literally everyone whether they're in recovery or not or anything like that is always still learning and figuring this out so yeah you're really not alone so when asking yourself the question of who am i it's sort of a process of deciding things like deciding who your real friends are what you really want to spend your time doing what values matter to you how you dress and on and on and on, just all those sort of things that make a person the individual they are. And it can be, yeah, it can be a really hard process for anyone. And especially like, okay, I've said this three times already, but at this age where you're just like, you're not a proper adult, but you're not a child. Like you are in control of everything you're doing, but at the same time, you don't have the sort of freedoms to do everything you'd want to do. Like Speaking from my own experience, I would definitely love to do a lot of things and I feel like they would be a bit more me, like buying some new clothes or going to a new place. Unfortunately, I'm not that rich. <laughs> I'm a broke student. I don't have much money. So you're sort of stuck to the confines and I feel like it makes it a little bit harder to learn who you are. But at the same time, you can learn this and not have it. Like, I feel like I don't dress how I want to because I just don't have the financial capability to be able to buy the clothes that I would like to. However, I do sort of know what I would like, and I feel like that's important. And finding out who you are sort of allows you to take actions that ensure that you're enriching your life in the way that you want to, in the way that you feel fits best for you, because following other people's instructions is great to a point, but you do need to learn how to be an individual person by yourself and figure out what it is that you care about and all of that sort of jazz. As per usual, I am going to be using my life as an example just to sort of explain how this whole concept works and sort of give more of an idea of what I'm talking about because I, I feel like often I don't make a lot of sense. I know that I do but sometimes I feel like it just needs a little bit more clarification. So I feel like I've really struggled with self-identity for a very long time, like since before and after beginning recovery. I think a lot more since after, but before there was definitely some of that inner turmoil as well. And I feel like for a huge part of my life, my identity was my eating disorder. And like what the eating disorder's value were, what the disorder wanted me to do. For example, like exercising and eating stuff that I probably wouldn't actually like to eat. Like 
all that sort of stuff that even just sort of became who I was as a person rather than me still being myself. So I actually remember in a therapy session one day, my therapist gave me a little bit of homework and it was a sheet of values and you had to list them in order of what you valued the most. And so I remember doing a similar exercise to this like years earlier, way back, like in primary school. And it was easy. Like it was so easy back then. I was just like, yeah, I value being a fairy princess. Like it wasn't like that, but you know what I mean? Like it was so easy to just tick boxes and know what you're like because when you're a kid you don't have that sort of influence on what you should and shouldn't do and who you should and shouldn't be so doing this exercise as an adult was really strange because I did feel like I had been influenced and what I actually value has really changed based off of what other people's opinions of it are yeah basically while I was trying to do this exercise I realized just how entangled my personal identity had been with my eating disorder and that was a point I decided that I really needed to learn more about myself and it is an ongoing process I honestly don't entirely know like what I want to do who I want to be but that's okay like no one has everything sorted out but it is good to have some kind of grasp on the things the places the people you care about and what makes you happy and I think that that is really important and definitely, especially, I keep saying at this age, if you don't know in case, by the way, I'm 21, so very early 20s, um, but at this age, and I feel like most of your 20s, it's all just about figuring out who you are. And so doing this and like sort of just connecting to yourself more is always going to be valuable. Okay, so now that I've finished talking about myself, because everyone's sick of that, I kind of want to talk about how you can learn about yourself and ways to do it because I feel like it's all well and good to just say you need to connect with yourself and learn about yourself and yada 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 but unless you actually know what you're doing and where to start it can be really really hard so I've done so many things in my journal about this it's ridiculous but that also means that I have a lot of ideas to share with you guys so hang tight Get out a pen and paper, open your notes app, whatever you want, and just get this down. If you want to, I mean, if you want to, you don't have to, but I would recommend it personally. So one of the easier exercises I have is simply making, simply making a list of your likes and your dislikes. So in my example and what I did in my little journal, I've actually got a separate journal or for this sort of stuff so in my journal one of the things i have is my likes and dislikes list so what i did was i created categories just to have a bit more structure and guidance in what i was doing because i get confused and i forget what i'm doing very easily so <laughs> i did this for a bit more structure you don't have to if you were just wanting to literally just write things that you like and dislike without any guidance go ahead but i can't do that I'm not very good at it so if you're wondering what the sections were, what I did was I listed people, music, places, food, media, and miscellaneous. So just to give an example of each in case you need a little frame of reference, what I did was for people, I literally just wrote down the names like friends, families, celebrities, etc. that I like. And then obviously for my dislikes, I did the opposite. 
and I tended to because there's no one that I really just like hate you know I don't really have that in me I feel like I don't really have that strong of an opinion on many people but yeah for the people I wrote as like my dislikes they're more sort of people that are just unhealthy to have in my life and people I don't like to be around so yeah and then next I had music as a category because I find my music is really important to me I feel like it tells a lot about myself and I feel like it's something special to me so I added this as a category but similarly you can make a category for a topic that holds more value for you for example like places to shop books you like etc you know you can do anything it's your list it's what you like it's what you dislike it's it's on you you know <laughs> so continuing on media I just listed media I like again just kind of like TV shows I like apps I like etc just Stuff that's media, you know? <laughs> and I almost <laughs> I almost feel silly for explaining all this because it feels really straightforward, but yeah, I feel like you should get the rest of it by now. You should get the gist. You literally just write things that you like and you don't like. And thinking of it does take a while, but once you get into the swing of it, it does work. Yeah. Actually, no. One thing that is confusing is the miscellaneous category I made. Pretty much, I just made this category for the things I like and don't like that don't fit into categories. Like, for example, in my things I like in my miscellaneous, I included things like cows, zebra print, low platform docks, and bananagrams. So, very random. But <laughs> that's what life is. Like, things don't have to be, like, perfectly fitting into little boxes. Like, you can just have random things that you like and random things you don't like. They don't have to be, you know, like, really important or, like, really like going to make an impact and change your life like you can just like things for the sake of liking them you know what I mean but yeah so that is my little exercise for feeling a bit more connected to yourself and your honest preferences to see who and what you like and what you value the most and all of that like just starting with this little list of things you like and don't like can be a really good way to start understanding who you are so yeah hope you enjoyed that one now I've got more so another thing I did for myself was I wrote a list of my guiding principles and this one is a little bit harder because you kind of already have to have done some work and have some idea of who you are um, because it is your well for me my guiding principles are what I value and what I want to be doing with my time so yeah basically I just filled a page I actually did a lot of doodles because I like doodling the val I filled a page with the values that I want to guide my life so I feel like this is a really personal thing but I overshare here anyway so I'll share a couple of mine so number one one of my guiding principles is be passionate and number two is small steps so I'm not going to go any deeper into that because I feel like the meanings behind your individual guiding principles can change from person to person. Like you could have the same principle but interpret it in a different way. So I feel like there's not much point in me sharing it. But yeah, that's another one of my things. Figuring out what it is that you value and how you want to direct your life. Um, so yeah. Okay, and finally, this one here is more of a tip for like my the visual learners or kinesthetic learners like myself. 
use Pinterest. Like, <laughs> I've been on Pinterest for so long, and I have a ridiculous amount of boards. Like, I make a board for everything. It's like, weekend away with the girls, and I have like five boards. Or it's like, photos to recreate, or fashion I like. And then inside like each of my boards, I have all the categories and you know, I like Pinterest. <laughs> so I have used it for a long time to basically figure out what I want my life to look like. It's kind of like a digital vision board. I find you can just, you know, you just pin whatever you like. I know that there's like a lot of people out there. Like, I don't know if mum's listening to this, but I know that my mum uses Pinterest to like find recipes and like save stuff like that instead of like guys that she finds attractive but you know like everyone's different so yeah I kind of just make vision boards and I find that when I'm making the vision boards I do have I have a vision board well one of my boards on Pinterest is just called ambience and I've had that for so long and pretty much I when I go through that board I can see all the different stages of my life and I can see what sort of mood I was in and what I was into at that time and I find it really interesting and I also find that when I'm making the boards somehow they just flow cohesively because they're all the same sort of ideas so yeah I find from looking at the images I choose to put in a collection I can kind of identify where I'm being pulled in life like without the pressure of actually thinking about what I want. You know, that probably sounds like a really random tip, like just making Pinterest boards, but I don't know. I genuinely think that that is a really good thing to do because all you have to do is look at like pictures you find pretty and then you can kind of just interpret it and be like, oh, I must really like that style of fashion or, oh, I must be really into this TV show or oh, like I might really be into the style of cooking or, you know, anything like that. I just, you can sort of see from what you do without thinking about being like, oh, what do I like? I really like zebra print miniskirts, so I'm only gonna, you know, it's just looking at things and being like, yeah, cool, I like that, you know? And with that being tip number three, I think it is about time to wrap up for today. I'm not sure if you noticed, but with this season of Small Toys, I am going to be doing slightly shorter episodes that are a bit more consistent. So I'm aiming to have every episode at about 20 minutes. So hopefully you're enjoying that style of shorter podcasts. I personally think it just works a bit better, stops me from rambling as much. But yeah, I really hope you have enjoyed this today. And if you haven't taken notes on it or whatever, that's all good. But if you have and you're going to give this a go feel free to like DM me over on the podcast account and ask questions or share what you've learnt. I don't know. I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm a teacher, like not really a teacher, but like a big sister that's giving you tips on how to do life. And I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. But with all that said, I think that about wraps up this episode. So thank you all for listening and I hope you've enjoyed and this is Small Joys. Bye.